MoneyWeb now on the money. The show's brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. I'm chatting with Keir Nanyana. He's uh, Head of Global Markets at EA Capital. Keir, appreciate the time today, as always. So Friday before last, we got downgraded, well, not downgraded, we got grey-listed um, from, from the, the FAFTA. Uh, it was late afternoon. The immediate response was weakness in the, the czar. The rand went to about 1850. But since then, I mean, if nothing, the rand's actually stronger. And uh, the top 40, our local market, broadly, seems to be shrugging it off. Yeah, you know, you, you know, uh, many investors did believe that the grey listing was already priced in. And I think the immediate reaction was about a weakening of about 2% in the local currency against the US dollar. But, you know, Simon, about the 16th of February, I, I had an interview with Fifi and Fifi mm. asked me a question on, on, the, on why the RAND is so weak. And I, I did a bit, of, a, a bit of research into the foreign portfolio flows on South African bonds at the time. And for 16 consecutive days between the 1st of February to the 16th of February, there were net outflows from foreigners of local South African bonds. Furthermore, on to that, I then started looking at net foreign portfolio flows on the JSC as well. And there's been broad-based selling of South African assets all through the time up to the grey listing, and about 18 billion if bonds have been sold since the grey listing, which shows that this is a matter of interest rate differentials more than it is about the grey listing. I take your point on that, and, and that's it's, it's partly what Saab has been doing with their, with their interest rate increases. They're saying we're frankly trying to protect the RAND, and often the easy story Gray listing uh, is not directly actually the mover. It's 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 something else that's happening in 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 the background. I think that there are some 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 local issues that we need to sort out. First of all, first of all, the load shedding as well as the political yeah. instability. But I I really do believe that at the ve- at the very core of the problems that we do have here in South Africa, it really comes back down to the fact that we are not an attractive destination for capital. And when you do get grey listed, there's a study done by that IMF that capital inflows for grey listed for grey listed countries fall by seven point six percent of GDP. Foreign direct investment inflows decrease by three percent of GDP. We are we have been so fortunate that in the past two years that we have a positive current account. And I think because of weaker commodity prices, we're going to have to be funding this current account going into Q2 and Q3. So that does not bode well for the local currency going into the future. That's a good point. I mean, we're, we've never been a massively attractive space. But now that we're grey listed, I mean, it is if you want to build a widget factory or if you want to invest in a, in a particular sector, it's the world these days. There, there is no good reason necessarily to come to South Africa. You can look at 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 a hundred other markets. You you really could, and I mean, when you look at South Africans perform South Africa's per, uh, currency performance against emerging market peers, it's the second worst performing currency. And I think it has to do with that that South Africa remains a place where. Foreign direct investment can't find a place because of power, because of energy instability, mm-hmm. high cost, high cost of operation, and business red tape. So at the end of the day, some of these reasons are partly our own.
Yep, and and those are the issues we need to fix as much as grey listing. But even if we weren't grey listed, I mean, you know, obviously the biggie is the the, the lack of, of of power. Who's going to build a, a widget factory when there's no power? If I can ask you a last question. We chatted, uh, was it about maybe six weeks ago? Your theme for the year. You said China. Um, it, it's been under a bit of pressure, but let's be clear. Since since those lows of October, it is still well off 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 the lows. Uh, data out over the weekend. China sets economic growth target for 2023 at around five percent that's lower than perhaps pre-pandemic levels but when you're the second biggest economy in the world five uh, percent is a chunky number you know five percent on a large base is still a, a very good number and i really think when you start seeing that earnings growth in the u.s is coming down and expected earnings growth in other parts of other companies is also coming down you, you'd ex- anticipate that you'll, you'll possibly find that the earnings growth is going to come out of China. And that bodes well in a world where global economics, global economics are starting to affect earnings. So Chinese companies, because of Chinese demand, is are going consumer demand as well as productive capacity, are going to grow earnings. And Capital always finds where earnings are growing. And I still feel like that theme will continue. Should this be good for commodities? In the olden days, it was. But of course, China has to a fair degree built their infrastructure, but they're still going to need a lot of commodities. I'm thinking steel, I'm thinking copper and the like. Correct. So copper, looking at iron ore counters. I mean, you're looking at some of the mining counters reporting very, very weak earnings in iron ore. So Mm -hmm. I do uh, anticipate that there will be a recovery in those base metal prices. And uh, these metals are the the metals that China uh, is going to be using in order to grow the productive capacity. And as you can see that the PPI numbers are starting to increase yeah. Which shows that there is a, there is there is some sort of demand starting to 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 ruffle up in in that economy. head of global markets, EA Capital Care. Always appreciate the insights. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.